where to do kung fu. You tune in to the Jose Morales podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales. We are back in the ring with another special guest from the gym. This week we have Antonio Reynoso. What's up, you guys? Thank you for having me. So I'm glad to have Antonio on the show. We're going to learn a lot about him. I did this thing on Instagram. I said, who do you guys want to have from the gym? Whose story do you want to hear? And this guy was one of the top people that that people voted for that wanted. I asked him, how'd you feel about being on the show? And what did you say? I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. Thank you. Real, real quick, thank you, man, for everyone that, that, that said to me. I appreciate it. Uh, you, I, I, I would listen to podcasts and there would always be notable people that have done like really important things. And to think that people wanted me on the very same podcast, it's very, it's very, you know, it's heartwarming. So thank you, honestly. Thank you. No, yeah. It's, it's, I, I admire you just for who you are as a person. You do a lot of things where you, you're not afraid to be you and you ask questions to better yourself. And you have no shame in saying you don't know or, hey, what do you think about this? And I think that is crucial to growth and, and it shows that you are humble enough to, to ask and speak up. And I think sometimes we, people hold their ego and like, oh, no, I don't want people to think I'm stupid or I don't know something or da-da-da. I, I love that about you. So I, and, and, and when I thought about having you on here, I don't know if you know this, but I always explain to people that me personally, the way I learned so much and grew so much is because I had conversations with people. Mm. And I think a lot of people can learn from this conversation we're going to have mm. and learn from everything you've done right and wrong mm. and from your life and There's where you're plenty, at now. Plenty, plenty, plenty I've done wrong. Plenty I've Makes done sense? Wrong. Yes, sir. So, but before we get into a dive into where Antonio's doing, and before we get into Antonio's story and his life and how he is to where he is now, first, um, introduce yourself. Say who you are and what do you do now with your life. So introduce yourself to the people that know nothing about you. Know nothing at all. There's some people that are listening to this that have no idea who Antonio is. This is your chance. So, tell us. Tell us who you what's are. What's up, you guys? My name is Antonio Reynoso. Um, proudly have Peruvian, have Guatemalan. My dad's Peruvian, mom's Guatemalan. Uh, what I, part of Peru and what part of Guatemala? My my dad was born in Huancayo, in up in the mountains. He's you know a mountain kid. Um, my mom was in a little pueblito called Chicaman. So it's, you, I would tell some from Guatemala, where where my mom's from, and they wouldn't know like nothing about it. Yeah, you know what I mean, just because like a little little village. And my 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 roots play a, play a huge role in in my my upbringing, just because you know his, his Hispanic upbringing is very. It's you. You got a lot to live up to. You know what I mean? Like uh, first generation here, your parents come and you're, you're like, like, damn, my, my parents came all the way from from their pueblitos, and I'm my first generation here. I got, I got. Your you know, parents met back. here? They did. They, no, no, they met in Guatemala, in a, in so a bakery. Your dad went from Peru to Guatemala? No, no, no. My dad's journey is a little bit more complicated than that. My dad was um, he he came under a, a fake visa and uh, he went to New York. That that was where he first was. He. From Peru. From Peru, yes, sir. And uh, he lived. He he slept on the streets for like three to four days because he had a he had an auntie that lived in L.A. That on the drive to New York, my dad got there earlier than what he was supposed to, so he didn't have anyone in New York. He he. I remember he told me he slept right next to a, a bakery, and the reason he slept next to it because there was like a, the little the little furnace and it was warm, and he would sleep by there. And one night the owner of the bakery came, and my dad was hella nervous, like, oh shit, I'm about to get kicked out. But um, it ends up he started like giving a little bit of food. You know what I mean? So a little something, something to survive off of, just in New York by himself. Um, my auntie ended up, or my, my dad's auntie ended up coming in and picking him up and taking him to LA, I think it was. And that, that's where he just kind of, you know, that's, he started building himself up little, bit, little by little. He ended up, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how he ended up in San Francisco, but however it was with, um, it wasn't any family. He just, he lived in a, in, in a room with, um, some some lady that just you know happened to know, and when when he was there, that's where he kind of started building himself even more. He he worked at the janitor at first, you know, like the little job that you start when you first come here, yeah. janitor cleaning stuff. He he worked at a restaurant, and while he was working at the restaurant, he would always. I feel like this is where I kind of got that where I was just I'm not too much of a look uh, sayer. I'm more of a looker. That's how I learn. I watch. I, I I stay back. I watch a lot, and that's how I learn. My dad was the same way. He at a janitor, he would always watch the cooks and be like, oh, I think I could do that. I'm, I'm gonna try that one day. And one day, I guess just like stars aligned, the cooks 
left and for whatever reason they weren't there and they needed a cook, they didn't have any cooks. And like they asked the janitor like, hey, you know what, how to cook? And my dad's like, hell yeah, I know how to cook. Cause it's just all that learning, all that watching. And from that, he, he started cooking and he, he wasn't doing too bad. He wasn't doing the best, you know, fucking janitor, two hours ago and now he's cooking. And as he was cooking, he got the hang of it. And the next day they asked him again, you want to cook? I'm like, all right, I'll cook, I'll cook, I'll cook. And months passed, he ended up being like the, like the head cook. He ended up cooking at the restaurant. He was doing really well. It was a successful restaurant too. It's, it's one thing to be a good cook at a bad restaurant. And if you're a good cook at a good one, then that, that means a little something more. Um, this is in San Francisco. This is San Francisco. Yes, sir, in a Peruvian restaurant. And as he, as he was cooking, that's, that's kind of how he just built himself up little by little. The, long story short, the restaurant ended up going down. So my dad ended up being out of a job. Um, not, not, not because the food was ass or anything. It was just, you know, yeah, it wasn't because the food was bad. Hey, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I know. That I'm was all him. Cook. See, man, I didn't say nothing. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So, so it, it was just a whole, that was, that was a whole other story. But, um, the, the restaurant ended up going down and while he was looking for a job, he ended up coming across a, a bakery and he, he didn't necessarily work at the bakery. He just worked as a, as a driver and he was a deliver. And while he was at the bakery, my, my, we call it the love bakery because my dad met my mom there and my auntie met my uncle there. And wow. yeah, and they're, they're very close, very close. So they're baking more than cookies there. Yeah, no, they were baking, hey, they, they were, were baking them in there. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where your mom and dad met. Yep, that's where they met, that's where they met. Um, so that, that's kind of like a, a quick little summary of my dad's story, just how he got here. How about your mom? My mom, my mom was a little bit harder. My, my dad had, had he, was, he was privileged enough, blessed enough to go come here through, through plane. Yeah. My mom came here kind of like the, the old school with like the hard way. She- What way is that? Explain it. I'll, I'll explain it. It's People a, don't know what yeah. that means. So my mom, my mom gave birth to my brother over there in, in Guatemala. My older brother, um, he's about 29 years old now. He's a little bit older than me. But when, when he was born out there, my mom, my, for one, my, my, my family over there, they didn't, they didn't have it too, too well. You know, and especially as, my, as soon as my mom had uh, her child, she, 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 she noticed a struggle a little bit more. Yeah. And my, my grandpa, he had money, but my mom wanted, wanted something for herself. She didn't want to depend on anyone, which is something I, re I really do, you know, commend about her. She, she wanted her, something for herself. So what she did was, was she came to the U.S. looking for a better future, not only for her, but for my brother more than anything. So my mom left my two-year-old brother, I believe he was two years old, maybe off by a couple of years. But he ended up staying behind with my grandma while my mom came to the U.S. through Mexico, and her her journey was like a month long. So so the way the way they do it, kind of like to sum, summarize it for the people that don't know, Guatemala is in Central America, yes, so. right right underneath Mexico, yeah. right underneath yeah. Mexico. So her first part of the journey was was the the least hardest. She she just went to Mexico um, through she kind of hitched rides, uh, however however she could get to Mexico to the border more than anything. She just wanted to get to the border. And when, as soon as she got to the border, she stayed at a house that was that was at I like you could look out the window, the border was right, right there. They had to stay close to it, right? Um, that's when they got in contact with the coyote, and the coyote basically and just like the 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 coyote. person I get, yeah, coyote, uh, coyote in English. It's slang for the person that you pay that guides you through the border crossing. Through the border, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And back then, my mom would say that. Um, she told us that you you weren't too sure as to who was a good one and a or bad, a bad one. one. Yep. Because you get if you get the bad one, they can kidnap yeah. you. They can uh, also trafficking. Yeah, sex biggest, trafficking and things like that. What the biggest thing about my grandma was scared about. Yeah. But luckily, I mean, no, technically, no coyote is really a good one. But no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're they're it's doing, like a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's some good drug dealers. <laughs> and then you got the ones that are exactly. lacing it. Yeah, you know I mean, so, they're both bad. Yeah, right? she, she, but she got a little bit better of it. You know, she got yeah, the she better got part the of it. Coke yeah. out of this drug dealer. But um, so <laughs> my 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 mom ended up getting lucky with the coyote, and her journey to to the U.S. was 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 hard. She she would tell stories about how she would um, so so through it you would have to walk through the desert, go through lakes. She would tell us the, the harder part for her, she, she didn't know how to swim. She never, she, to this day, she still doesn't know how to swim. She hates swimming. Um, she would tell stories of how they would untuck their shirts and kind of just have the sleeves and tie the sleeves of their shirts with other people. Just so if someone falls, you could pick them up through the sleeves. Because the hands, they get wet, they, you can let go of someone. And the lake that they would walk through, it would be up to her neck. So they would be walking, walking, walking. And through all that, just be careful that Border Patrol didn't come by. And so when they were there, they, they would be like, people would all be hella nervous and be like, oh, la, 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 la. they get underwater. 
And that's when people started getting lost. And my mom said that she thought she was gonna die there. She, she was scared, she was nervous, she didn't know how to swim. She didn't know the, any of these people. She was, was tired strangers. of strangers, strangers, complete strangers. And normally when, when, you know, obviously there's good people in the world, but if a stranger sees another stranger fall in the water and start going away, not a lot of the strangers go after them. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like too yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly, like too bad, like I'm gonna get by. So she was scared, she didn't know what to do. Um, and she went alone? She went alone, she was all by herself. She was the first one to come to the US from her side of the family, she's a big ass family. Uh, she was the very first one. And, and yeah, she was just telling the story that me and my brother, we, we, we refused to believe. We, 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 we asked my dad a whole lot of questions about his past. And we never asked my mom for whatever reason. It's just my dad's a good storyteller. My mom is more, you know, introverted with their past. But when, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. Sometimes when, people that are hard to tell things is because they struggled the most yeah. with it. And they got a lot of trauma, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, you should definitely talk to me. Keep going. Hey, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, man. Keep going. I like I like hearing it. So then, my, my, so my, she struggled to get here. She, she finally made it, it though. She and made it here. I I think she said it was a family member that 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 part is a little bit more um, that I'm a little bit more unsure about. But she she stayed with the family member I believe in San Francisco. She, her her first place was San Francisco, and she ended up working at the bakery. I, I don't know how many jobs she went through until then, but she all she ever talked about was the bakery. You need to talk to her more. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. I definitely do. That's something that I struggle with myself. How do you feel knowing all this about your parents, though? It's it adds pride, though. Right? It adds pride. It definitely adds pride to to who I am today, and it it adds more. It's not it's not pressure that that I feel to make something of myself. It's more like in, incentive, I guess you could say. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's I know like what you mean. If, if if I succeed, when I succeed, uh, I'm I'm gonna look at my parents and be like, you know, like you I'm, I'm not here. Yeah, I, exactly. I did this for you and. Every, hear that. I tell something to my parents that everything that I am to this very day is all because of them. I, I could have, like, you know, obviously there could have been a lot of different paths I could have gone down. My, my parents, the way that they raised me, the thing that they went through to become the people they became, uh, became is the only reason I am the way I am today. Let me say something about that. This is very important that you said that. I tried to explain this to so many people, especially young teens and kids, is that you want to talk to your parents about their story. And if you can't, talk to your grandparents. Because the more familiar you are with your roots, the more you familiar you are with the struggle your parents and grandparents did to get you to where you are, the more appreciative you're gonna be of the life you live. And the more appreciative you are of the life you live, the more you're gonna do with that life than you would if you didn't know everything it took to give you that life. So the, that's what exactly what Antonio is saying right now is, him knowing the struggle that his mom had to get through crossing the border through lakes and rivers with strangers, his dad working at these jobs, getting at this place and living all these the things, streets. all these all, living on the streets, all these struggles that they lived through to get to Antonio to be sitting right here is what he is, is what is his fuel to get him daily. So that's the first nugget you just dropped. What I mean by golden nugget is that's the first thing you just dropped for all these people right now is Get familiar with your people. Talk to them. Yeah. Mom, so now Mom, knowing Dad, all that. Thank you. I'm sorry I don't make my bed all the time, honestly. But thank no, you. No, and you. you need to apologize. Yeah, I do. I definitely No, do. you need to apologize for this. So let me tell you something. Antonio got a custom-made sparring gear. I know you about to say that. Yes, sir. He got a, a custom-made sparring set. So he got his headgear, his gloves, everything. And he made it all Peruvian colors. That's it. I do regret it. I 100% regret That's it. it. When he said Never, it, like, <laughs> not once did he even put the Guatemalan flag. And I looked at him and I told him, it looks nice. I like it. I told him I like it, but you're forgetting Guatemala. I'm like, and who gave you birth? And where's your mom from? And who struggled so much to the border? And you couldn't even put Guatemala on a little That's bit. Right. Feel bad. And I told him, I told him, I'm like, you need to make a whole yeah. new one or you should have went half and half. Because now every time you look at that, you got to remember your mom's struggle. And right now you're not representing your mom's struggle. And I do. I do. Every time I put on the, uh, the, the gear, I always, I always think about it like, damn, I really, I kind of felt my mom in that sense. Yeah, so good. Anyways, I'm glad I made him feel bad. Yeah. You better apologize yeah, to I, your mom I am. I definitely shit. am. No, no, me and my mom have a really good relationship. It's really good. Um, you're a, a good reason, dude. You're a great dude. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I no, you are. Not, and I, and you, you're amazing, for real. A reason, I, I, I mean, it's not an excuse, but another reason why I asked why I didn't put the Guatemala gear on is because my mom hates that I box. Hate, but I feel like that's everyone. <laughs> she hates that I box. I would go home with sometimes a busted lips or a bruised eye. I would always hide it, always hide it. At first, now I kind of mess, mess with her. I asked her like, hey, mom, I got a new one. Mom, look at my lips. And she'd always, you know, she just bugs me. By All it. moms, I mean, especially 
like my mom hated boxing yeah. too. My mom only went to one of my fights and, and she hated it. Mm -hmm. She, same. I think that's just how moms are. Yeah. They don't want to see their babies get Exactly. Hit. So that's next. You grew up here, right? So they yes, had sir. you, were you, did you live in San Francisco or did you? I, I was born in San Francisco up to, and I, I only lived there up till I was like four or five. So I don't really And then remember. you came to yep, Sec? I was, I was what brought your parents out here? Uh, it was hard to live out there. We we lived. We shared a we shared a bedroom. I, from what I remember, I, that's another part of my past I haven't really you know talked too much about or, yeah. or learned too much about. We we shared a room, I believe, with my with my auntie and the, the other auntie and uncle that met at the bakery, the Love Bakery. Mm -hmm. That's that them, my parents, me, my older cousins. Is the Love me. Bakery still open? It's not. We oh, went. I know. Y'all about to. If all I was about to give you guys the address, man. All the I'm single people. The address. Go we went. Bakery. We went to go see if it was open, just out of curiosity, and it was closed down. Yeah, we still went, so it was still kind of nostalgic. But um, but yeah, so we lived in a one one uh, one room. Um, it was me, my you know my parents, my auntie, my uncle, and my older cousin Naomi. And we had another one on the way. Junior, he he was he was about to be born, and we realized that that's not you know a way for us to raise our family. Or my parents realized that, and so did my auntie and uncle. So we ended up moving here to Sac. Uh, we we still lived in the same house in in Antelope. We've always lived in Antelope, and and yeah, we just shared we shared a house. So that's how we ended up here. You know, it, it was hard. It was hard. What was your childhood like? I remember I remember you were overweight. Yeah, talk about that. So a lot of people don't know this, but my guy here was obese. I was said. bad. It was bad, coach. It was were you obese. obese or were you just no no chunky? no 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 no? I was obese. Like there's a chunky and there's obese. There's like one was cute and there's another like like damn, what you gotta. Oh, so you were obese. Less. Yeah. So what age was this? When it, you was, were obese? it was it was it wasn't it wasn't until we got here to sack, because when we got here to sack, things got a little bit easier, you know, like you know, it's work. And easier in the sense that there was a lot of more a lot more work. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be with my parents all that much. I would just be at my with my auntie. And I all I remember is I would just be downing, downing, downing more than anything, bread. I used to eat hella bread, like like sweet bread, like the sell the sell the panaderias, mm. and I would eat that shit for breakfast. And I don't know, I guess something about Hispanic, they're just like carbs just stay in our body like it's nothing. And I, I just started growing and growing. It wasn't until the third grade. I, I, I vaguely remember, I think it was the third grade. Did you get bullied for being fat? Hell yeah. You Hell did? Yeah. Hey, I, Share I, I, a little bit of the bully stories. I, so, damn. So I don't, I don't, more than anything, it's just like being able, not being able to look at the mirror and being like happy, what you see. You know what I mean? Like, especially so when you're you, young. When you're young and you, you bullied yourself, or did people come over and grab your titties or something? Nah, you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, okay, but like, that's a given. Like, I, okay, my bad. So, so yeah, in so school like, they would say some shit. Yeah, they would say shit. They would do shit. There were there was a lot of me motherfuckers at the elementary school I went to. They they used to push me all the damn time. Um, I remember there's there's one thing that I always I always tell people that are close to me that thing that like like it was like a movie bullying type shit was uh there was this girl I liked in elementary school. I think it was like the fifth or sixth grade, and it was a uh, I was walking down the hallway. And from what I, I remember is I, I was going to go, I was going to say something. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I was just like, you know, I'll say hi this one time. <laughs> I'm going to say hi. And uh, it was raining. And um, so it was like, you know, I'm going to say hi. And then out of nowhere, a dude from behind pushed me. And uh, as I was making my way to the girl, he pushed me. I fall into a puddle. I look up and the kid that pushed me were laughing, laughing, uh, clapping, you know, dabbing each other like a movie. I look over, the girl I like was laughing at me like a movie. And I was just like sitting there and there was no one there. I didn't, I didn't really have too many friends in elementary school. Um, so there's no one there to like pick me up and I was just like, damn, like this, this is what I am. So I stood up, I went to the lunch table, sat all by myself, all wet, all muddy and shit, eating my cold ass pizza. And I was just like, like, damn, like, well, like, what am I doing? It was like fifth or sixth grade. And I've, I've always, I've always been one, like, I'm, I'm a thinker. I, I think a lot, whether that be by myself or when I'm with people, I'm always thinking. So at that moment I was thinking and I was like, like, damn, like, what, what, am, what am I going to do? How, how do I want to change this? And the easiest thing that I chose was to stop eating, completely, completely stop eating. I after that I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna start losing weight, but I didn't do it the right way. I just stopped eating completely. And and whenever I would I would feel hunger, I would just be like, nope, nope, no food, no food. So I would go. I remember there'd be like a day I'd eat shit, like I would like a whole day without eating, and that that that's not healthy. So I, I lost weight, weight weight fast from in between elementary school to middle school. Like so you were fasting. <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was a bad fast. Nah, it was I'm a joking, bad fast. From like the sixth grade to the seventh grade, it was a major weight drop. And you could tell, you know when a person drops hella weight, when when one, they're they're hella like 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 hella slouched, like damn, like no energy. And my my body didn't look proportional mm. to my head. You know, my head was like all big and shit and I was like hella skinny. 
Hella you drank. also had a uh, something. What was it? The thing that happened? You were born because your ear. Oh, okay, that, okay, but that's my. What was it? Uh, you told me the story. Something happened. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in the birth. My, my mom would tell me that when I was in the womb, that I always always lay on my left side of the head, which I still do. Whenever I sleep, I always lay on my left side. In the womb, I uh, uh, always laid on my left side, and it never it kind of underdeveloped the ear. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Then my, my my right arm is a little bit longer than my left. But that, that's like. Oh, okay, yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. So it's because. You constantly always in your left side. Always on my left side. That and I, to the day, I still sleep on my left side. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, a little fun fact. That's it's weird. Like, but uh, yeah, in, in, in middle school, that's when I was real skinny. That, that, that's what high school did you other, go to? What, high school? I went to center high school. Mm -hmm. how, center was, high school. how was high school for you? How was high school? Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. It was, um, it was definitely, it was like a different type of, of like problems that arose from that. You know, it was... Uh, it was it was like that phase where you just start liking girls and you're like you know like oh shit I'm gonna go talk to this girl so I I, I always struggle with the girls I always struggle with the girls then and then nah no mo nah 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 so like I don't, I don't know I'm that ah, wait 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 you nervous no I'm not nervous oh, okay okay nah so after high school you did you go to college what you do you graduated high school. I, I went to college for a little bit. I've, I've always been pretty good at school. Like, I, I've had 4.0 GPAs. I've, I've been pretty really good. good. Oh, damn, that ain't pretty good. That's hella good. I, 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 like, I like learning. I, I really like learning. So, so everything kind of came kind of easy. And what, what, what school, what students don't understand is that, like, if you do your assignments when they're given to you, rather than putting that shit off, it gets hella easy. School is hella easy, honestly, if you really want to commit to it. If, if the, the moment you're assigned something, do it. And and don't and you just you're chilling. You're fucking you just chilling. heard you just exactly. heard how to get four No, literally, like like to get you a four point oh GPA. As soon as you're given an assignment, do it right then and there. Don't, put don't it procrastinate. No, nope, don't procrastinate. Procrastination is probably the worst thing you can do. Uh, something I started doing because of you actually is you started giving me um, telling me to schedule my day, and I started doing that because I would notice that even as an adult, I was still procrastinate. And as soon as I started scheduling my my time, my day, that's when I started like really getting shit done. Yeah, you so, get so shit now, done. exactly, I value my time so much more. I would look at the clock and be like, fuck, I'm five minutes over schedule. I got to I gotta dip. I got to dip. Yeah. And the more I started doing that, the more shit I got done, the less procrastination. And it puts a lot of pressure on you, Hell too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it does. You get more shit done. Mm -hmm. So explain what that is, because this is another nugget you're dropping. So the, explain that. What is the schedule thing you're talking about? Oh, um, so what, what I do is every night before I go to sleep, I visualize my whole day, everything, every little thing, every aspect, from when I wake up to what I eat to when I eat it to, to what I watch when I eat, like, like little things. I, I feel like I take it a little overboard, but I, I like to do that. I visualize every little thing. I visualize us having this podcast and what I'm going to say, how I want to say it, like the little things. That way, every time I do things, I've already been there before. Mm -hmm. And you lose that little nervousness from like, oh, this is kind of new. So what I, what I do, I schedule everything throughout the day. I get it done, and and, and yeah, so it's 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 nice too. At the end of the day, to wind down and just look towards towards the next day, rather than kind of just like go to sleep, you know. And yeah. it, it helps you really think and puts in things in like perspective. So you put everything on a, an agenda and on yep. a schedule. Yep. Yes, sir. So you pretty much said, I'm gonna wake up at five. From five to this, I'm gonna do this. From this time to this time, I'm gonna do this. So your whole day is planned that planned out, including mm. your lunch, mm. including your PlayStation time, including mm. your everything. I actually don't have time for that anymore. No, but I, yeah, I just okay, use that yeah, for yeah, an example. Yeah, yeah. I'm using it as yes, sir. He, he said he don't got time no, for it. This fool's full of shit. He's like a computer. Nah, nah, nah. We nah, play nah. video games. We played. No, I'm we nice. Had, we had a, a, a little get together here. <laughs> and this guy brings his PlayStation, yeah. and I'm just thinking I'm I'm alright. I'm, I'm just talking shit. This guy yeah. fucking smokes me in this FIFA game, plays me, beats me like 10 0 to nothing or something. Yeah. And I lost like $800. Somewhere said I lose. Like $800. Easy. Yeah, I lost like $800. I've ever won. It was an early Christmas. Easy I bought Christmas. I, I never told you. I never told you. I used that 800 to buy Christmas gifts. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, coach. I appreciate it. <laughs> you <laughs> tell your family know. I bought Christmas presents that year? Did I, you told tell them? I told them that I won 800 off of you. I didn't tell them where, you know, what I would, you know. Yeah. I got you, coach. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You asshole. <laughs> you worked the In-N-Out, right? You were the best fry guy in the In-N-Out. Tell us about In-N-Out. Hey, I, I, In-N-Out's a really good place to work, honestly. Well, what you gain from In-N-Out? What I gain from In-N-Out? Mm -hmm. I gained a uh, work ethic. Before, I used to be hella lazy. Hella lazy. Oh, really? And In-N-Out, you, you can't be lazy. Explain why. Because there's, there's people... the long-ass line? Oh, the long-ass <laughs> line. More than, but more than anything, the, the managers, they, they demand more. They demand more. At first, it's a, it's, it's a nuisance, and, and some, some managers don't go the right way about it. 
but the the good ones, and I've had really good managers. Explain a good and a bad manager. To you. A good manager. So which one was a bad one? A bad one is someone that demands from you, but doesn't doesn't they don't lead by example. Explain. They they would say like we got to get this done. We got to do this. Tell me a story that tell, happened of a bad manager. I'm gonna tell you a story about a bad manager that that demanded more from me, and when I didn't get it done, they used they they the way that they disciplined. So so there was one time I remember I was working fries. And and I was I was going crazy. I thought I was going crazy. I was moving fast as the fast I could. I was moving. I was moving. I was moving. And then my manager yelled at me. He's like, Antonio, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm working. What, what, what do you want me to do? He comes towards me and he puts his hand on my shirt and he he pulls me close to him like like, hey, no. He grabbed you. He grabbed me. He grabbed me. No, they coach. They some of them get physical. And in and out. In and out. In and out, gangster. Yeah, no, they oh, they don't play out there. The managers, they're they're they're. So he went like this. this. It was at the collar. It wasn't even at the arm. It was at the collar. He grabbed the collar. So they what? And he just told me like, don't don't work harder, work smarter. And he started doing all the different things that I I hadn't previously learned. Over there, it's they tell you how to do things, but you don't really learn how to get good at it. You got to learn on the job. It's it's one of those things like when you spar, you spar and you don't really learn how, when you make a mistake until you get hit. Yeah. There you don't learn a mistake until you get snowed, which is basically you got a lot of orders, a lot of bunch of things, and and you're behind. You're behind. You're behind. And in and out, you're always behind. You're never ahead. You could be ahead for a second, but then out of nowhere, 20 cars pull up and it's like, shit, bro, like I'm behind. I'm one of those 20. Nah, coach, it's <laughs> bad. It's so, bad. So he pulled you and then what? That and was a bad manager. Yeah, that, that was a bad manager. Because was it, they he was a bad, bad manager because he pulled you? That's it? Or is no, he... What, what necessarily makes him bad? Because there's no, coach, there's no no amount of... You could get paid, I feel, in in, in the food industry. To, for someone to grab you to like that. To physically discipline you in, in that way. Okay. That's like a line that shouldn't be crossed, All I right. believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I agree. I, I don't know, because maybe some guys, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right. So that's a bad manager. What's a good manager? A good manager, I've I've in and out. I'm a good I'm a good quick shout out to Giovanni. He he I worked with him for for a long time at Arden for a couple of years. And uh luckily I worked with him in Rosa for a little bit. Basically, he he demands more from you, but he he leads by example. He's a hard ass worker. He's a hard worker. That and and he demands more, but it's it's like a, it's like an insult sandwich. You know what I mean? Like that. These like he says one thing good. He says something you're doing bad, and on top of that, you add something good. You know, like he he, he tells you what to do, but he does it in the right way. He it's not like like hey, do this. He ain't do grabbing this. your shirt. No, nah, he ain't grabbing my shirt. He ain't grabbing my shirt. He builds a relationship with with who he's you know who's working for him. That's something that that the other manager didn't do. And I feel that if you don't build that relationship with your worker, and that's in every in, in every aspect. If you don't build a good relationship with your worker, then you're not gonna work. They, they could work hard for you. But it's not it's not gonna be long term. It might be for short term, but you're gonna yeah. burn out, they're gonna get tired. Another thing too, quick, that you get, I think anywhere you're at, you can gain something from. Oh, like, like even if it's a horrible place, you can learn from how horrible it is or a good place and how good it is. You can learn from both. Mm. Like you did with a bad manager. No, manager. I, I learned a lot from the bad manager. I learned not to be slow. That, yeah. you know, <laughs> I learned not to be slow. You learn how to be hella fast. So it's, how long were you in and out total? Well, Three, three, three and a half years. I was there for a long time. It was my first job, in my first job, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, like I said, I learned a lot of work ethic. I, I learned there's a lot of good people that work in and out. Yeah, a lot of good people, and yeah, it was, it was a really good place. What happened in and out? What made you leave in and out? Here, <laughs> this, I, yeah, this. this uh, I, I, I just wanted. I don't, I don't know. I wanted to commit to it, and that was. I, I remember quitting in and out, and I had still hadn't had a job here. Yeah, I still wasn't trained uh, teaching here. So, so I ended up leaving just because I wanted to put a lot of time here. I, I like being here. I, I like being here. Even even before I worked here, I, I like being here. It, it it made me feel good about myself, being able to talk to people, being able to box, and and I don't know. I felt like I wasn't using my time properly. I I remember there was there was one shift where I was taking orders with the headset on, with the tapping on the screen, hamburger, hamburger, cheeseburger, hamburger, like back and forth, and for like four hours, just back and forth, coach, like no, like standing standing still, just. Picking out a screen, like like what am I doing? I'm I'm I'm, like, I'm at that point I was I was 20, 21. I was twenty one years old. I'm like what am I doing? I'm twenty one and I'm doing this. If if I'm gonna be like this up to like for hella long, I'm gonna I'm gonna just you know take a little leap of faith and and even if I don't still got a job at the gym, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna do something that I love. I'd rather be broke but doing something that I like to do instead of getting good money because in and out they pay well, than getting good money and doing like just picking out a screen, picking out yeah. a screen. That's so, a good. That's another little good quote right well, there. My man just dropped. Yes, sir. Um, we're gonna talk about this whole story of how you got into the gym. Okay. We're gonna come back to that. Before that, I wanna talk about how boxing came about because you actually didn't start boxing here. No, I did not. Share that story. What 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 made you I, wanna get into boxing? How did boxing come about? I started. How'd you convince I started your mom boxing. that it was okay? 
Hey, no, no. I, <laughs> the first, the, when I first started boxing, it was just for the for the training aspect. That's what I told my mom that I, I want to go to the gym. I was 21 years old. I started uh, during COVID because I started getting heavier during COVID again. Um, oh, so during COVID, you started gaining weight again? Yeah, I started gaining weight because that COVID, COVID 20, you know, that COVID 20, I started gaining, and um, I, I started looking for different ways to gain uh, to lose weight. And I've always been interested in boxing. My my dad, my dad is a huge Manny Pacquiao fan. He has every single one of the fighting CDs and we'd always watch it. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give boxing a chance. And like I said, I've always been interested. I've always been really insecure about going in by myself. But, you know, thankfully my brother and my two cousins, they wanted to start boxing too. So we took advantage of that. And we, the four of us went to uh, Flawless Boxing and Fitness in uh, downtown. And that's where I started taking classes for three, three or four months, I, I believe, before I started training. With the with the head coach over there, mm -hmm. and I started training over there, and I, I I fell in love with the with the technical side of it, the the learning more than anything. Like I said, I've always been a learner. I, I love learning new things, so that's that's kind of how I got hooked. But um, just some something came up, and I ended up leaving that gym just because me and the coach didn't really uh, it there wasn't that connection, you know. You, like I remember you saying, like a boxer and the coach is like a relationship. Like it's yeah. just no, it's no connection. Yeah, it's not gonna and work very well. I, I explain to him all the time. I never feel like, like he mentioned the coach there and he mentioned this, I never feel that if he came here, oh, that gym sucks, that coach sucks. It's never, I never look at it that way because mm -hmm. it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, him and I probably connect better. We have a better uh, chemistry together, mm -hmm. but he may be the perfect guy for somebody else or the or that gym may be the perfect gym for somebody else. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing against them and there's nothing against you. It's just we just vibe better. Yeah, absolutely not. And he, that's, he's a phenomenal coach. He's a, and, he's a great coach. Yeah, and that's the way I look at it. And I think that's what happened with you is that you just vibe better here. Yeah. Which I did. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I was, I, I ended up leaving the gym right there and I remember I was, I, I still wanted to box. I still wanted to keep, keep up with it. As soon when I left that gym, in the back of my mind, I I, I saw myself like, hey, I kind of want to compete, you know. It was just a thought at that time. So I ended up looking for other gyms, and I remember I I, I used to be I am still friends with um, uh, Pepe Pepe Toño, Pepe mm -hmm. Toño, and yep. I remember on his Instagram, I would see that he he posted a video of, of him boxing in a boxing gym, and I was like, oh shit, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna give that one a look. I ended up coming here for for um, what was it just, just like a little tour. I, I think, it was, I don't know, I'm pretty sure it was Kelly that gave the tour. But I came for the tour and as soon as I walk in, I, I, I see and it's just like, there's laughing. They're, 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 they're having fun, but there's also sparring and they're locked in. And I told myself like, damn, that's kind of tight. I kind of want to do it. So, and I, I, I'll go, I, I knew this was a serious gym. I knew it was serious when as soon as I stepped in the bathroom, there was a dude in there leaking and the whole trash can was filled with like napkins and blood. <laughs> I was not. The first day I came in, I went to the bathroom and the whole garbage was like filled with blood. I'm like, damn, like if I if I come here, I gotta commit. Cause I, I always knew that boxing you can't go half assed. Yeah. You gotta commit to it. So, so I told myself, like, do I wanna take a challenge? And I ended up, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I, I do. So um I ended up signing up here and the rest is kind of history, man. Like I ended up training. I I, I first I ended up taking classes, I ended up becoming a warrior. I remember when I first became a warrior, even before. I, I started training with the with the Blood Axes and the Attilas before I was even a warrior. I was just kind of looking at what you guys were doing, just in the back watching. And then I kind of started talking to, I forgot who I first started talking to. But um, something that, the first thing I did was when they went running, I went running with them, just behind them, just following them, following them, following them. They came in, they started hitting the back, I started hitting the back too. The only time I didn't do things that they were doing was in, you were leading it. Because I, I, you know, I wasn't a warrior, I didn't want to be up in there. I was kind of like hiding behind. So whenever they would do their own thing, I'd hit the bag. And as soon as they hop out and they started doing their own thing again, I was there. I was copying them. Real quick, where do you think you got that from? Where would I get that from? Oh, shit. Think about it. Damn, that's crazy. My, my dad. You got that from your dad. I got it from my dad. You got that yes, from sir. your dad. And you probably got that from hearing him talking about it. Mm. Or is in your DNA. but Or both. Yeah. But that's your dad in you. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And 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 that's tight that you did that. I mean, you made the initiative like, you know, that's what I want to be. I'm going to start acting like them and mm. being with them. Mm. You didn't talk about it. You actually started doing it. Mm. They're running. Let me go running. I don't care. I'm not a part of it. I'm going to go do it. Mm. You know, and then it made it an easier transition mm. to you. Mm. Oh, that's dope, man. I like that. Hey, I do remember like you doing that stuff, mm. too. Um, what what how was it going into the warrior training and what made you what, what do you think was the biggest change from you and what? Did you gain from it? The the biggest change was definitely the 
it was, it was, it was like, you got to be disciplined. You got to mm. be disciplined. Before, before then, you got to be, you got to be hard on yourself too. Before then, I, I had, to the day, I, I'm still, I still have it pretty good. I have it really good actually. My, my parents are really good with me. They, I've never been hit in my life. Uh, no, nah, a couple times my mom gets, you know, but um, as far as that, I've never got into any fights. I, I've never done anything. I've, I've having a really nice upbringing. So coming here and facing like real adversity, that that was a bigger change. Getting your ass beat and deciding to come back the next day and still get your ass beat, but getting better. Yeah. A little bit less of ass ass beating. Yeah. Do you remember what happened at the beginning? I do remember. I, I stopped coming for a little bit because what happened? I got my ass beat. I got a concussion. Yeah. And I stopped coming for about a month. Yep. And then you were like. Do you remember what you told me? I don't want to spar no more. Yeah. I do remember that. And I, I regret that. I, I, I no, and, and it's part of the growth. So I'm going to explain that. I'm going to actually, there's another nugget I'm going to talk about. I feel like boxing is just keeps everything honest. Mm. It keeps you as honest as possible. You can say whatever you want. You can say you want to do this or whatever. You're living a life you say you're living. At the end of the day, it shows. It shows if you are... Discipline, you're running, if you're eating good, if you're on drugs, you're not on drugs, mm -hmm. if you really want this or you don't want this. And one thing that I could tell with people, I always, I always do this with people that are new. Mm -hmm. I always make sure they get their ass kicked once. It's just part of the growth. It sounds bad. People are like, oh, what, what do you mean you make sure they get their ass kicked? Obviously, the ass kicking is not like a, I make sure you go to the hospital and you're going to yeah. die kind of ass kicking. But I make sure you get pushed mm. to the point where I want to see what happens. Mm. Meaning, are you going to come back harder from that ass kicking? Are you going to disappear, quit? Are you going to, hey, coach, I don't want to spar no more? Mm. What is in here? Mm. What is it? What kind of heart is in there? Because the heart that's in there needs to be pure and it's got to be strong and it's got to have no quit. Mm. Because if it does have quit in it, this sport is not you for you. You need probably need to go to that love bakery. Yeah, exactly. Because this gym is not for you. This sport is not for you. Mm -hmm. And that is why I do that. I I did that with you. And it, and that and 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 what happened during that time when you say you didn't want to spar? How did I how did I act towards you? Do you remember? I, I remember it was like I was it was very like you were distant, distant. Yeah, I, I was like. I'm not, I told you, you could train with the Warriors, but if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna face your fears and you're not gonna push beyond that, I have no job to do with yeah, you. You didn't I take have, it seriously. I, I have nothing to do. Yeah. I, what can I do with you? Yeah. I'm like, unless you wanna just work out and have fun and da da da, then yeah, but there's no, imagine, let's go back to your original story as yeah. far as the, your mom yeah. and with the coyote. Yeah. Imagine your mom wants to get to the US, but she's too scared mm. to go through the lake and all this, and I'm the coyote, but she doesn't want to leave her house. Yo, you don't want to leave the house because you're scared. My, I have no job here. I can't guide you through the river, through the lake, and get you to the mm. US because you're too scared to face your fears. Mm. Your fears right now are, I don't know how to swim and I don't know how to get over there. Well, that's the same thing right now. Your mom faced her fears. Now it's your job to face your fears. What is your fears? I've never been in a fight in my life. Mm. How, do I, how am I going to get in there face-to-face -face with a dude and fight this dude right now mm. if I've never done that? So that was me being like the coyote. Mm. I'm like, yo, I got, yeah. my, I got no duty here, bro. If you're not going to yeah. face your fear, I can't face your fear for you. Mm -hmm. And that's where I kind of step back and I tell you. I'm like, dude, if you're not going to spar and you're not... And remember I told you? What did yeah. I tell you? I, I told you like this. I don't know if you remember this. I said... If you spar and you don't show me your big boy, your big boy voice, your daddy voice, and you don't show me you don't belong in here, I'm not gonna let you spar. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna let you. I'm like, next time you spar, you better show me you belong in here. And if you don't show me you don't belong in here, I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. Remember I told you that. I do. Do you remember I tell you that? I do remember. And then what changed from you? I I, I didn't want that. I, I wanted more for myself. I I, I rethought the. Something I still do to this day, whenever I get hit with anything hard, whenever in that moment, I think about all my bullies. For whatever reason, I don't know why. I, I remember all my bullies, first and last name, by heart. And whenever whenever something happens like that, I remember I used to get hit hella hard. And I was always thinking about they were around, always around. And I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want to be that same kid I was back then. Yeah, know, that's later. good. Yeah. That's your, your uh, like a water boy, tackling fuel. Yeah, tackling oh fuel. yeah, exactly. Tackling exactly. fuel. Yeah, no, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's dope. As as Ty, another thing you gotta remember, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this for you, but because your fears are gonna be there. 
Mm. They're always going to be there. Mm. And they're going to be new fears. But when fears arise, always remember your mom. How she faced her fears. Mm. And everything she struggled through to get here. Remember that. Mm. And that should be your fighting fear. Mm. You know what I mean? Your fuel to fight your fear. Yes, sir. For real. Mm. And that's a strong ass fucking reason to remember. Mm-hmm. For real. Um, so now that you've been training and, and and you've been sparring and you've been sparring away now, you moved up to Attila. So you're how many rounds away? How, how much longer until you're in the paler? How many I more did, rounds? I just need my rounds, my eight other rounds of. Uh, so you got eight, you, you're almost there, right? Almost there. I personally saw a major growth from you. Coach David did also. I mean, he said it to you again mm-hmm. today. We've seen so much growth from you as far as your confidence and as far as how you look in there. And now you finally got your daddy voice in there. We just got to fine tune a few things. But we actually see this guy now that before was just a little boy hiding. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel with the amount of growth you have now compared to the guy that didn't want to score? I'm, 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 definitely, I'm definitely happy with myself, but if anything, I'm, I'm more... I'm more, I guess you could say hungrier than before, because now I know that I can. It's just a matter of telling myself that I can, doing everything I have, have to do, uh, trusting the process, just giving it time. That's what mm-hmm. I tell myself. Something that has really helped me is uh, meditation. The meditation we do outside, before training, we do 15 to 20 minutes of, oh, no, not even 15, I do 15. I do a long meditation before every training session. That's, that's helped me, because I visualize. And, and that meditation kill, it works. It, it, it helps. I Honestly, have it everyone helps. do it. Yeah. Uh, some someone that I that I talked to about it was Levi. Right when he won national, I asked him what what's helped you win nationals. He said a huge thing was meditation. Ever since then, I meditate here. I meditate at home. I visualize when I'm in bed, and that's helped me by far. That's the biggest thing that's helped me. Another nugget in the previous episode with Levi. What did Levi say? Levi said that exact thing. If you haven't watched or heard the uh-huh. Levi podcast, Levi specifically mentioned that, mm. and you heard it straight straight from the dragon's mouth yeah. and it's true and that's why i also wanted to add it to training i'm like we have to meditate at training because i just want to prep you for that so that's badass that's another nugget you just dropped you brought on to everybody so you you you're hungrier now you grew you're coaching tell us on how the fuck did you land a job here because I, I, to be real, this is a sneaky motherfucker. No, I, mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't even planning on hiring this motherfucker. And then one day he starts working with me. I'm like, hold up. I, how did I coach? How did I coach him? How I, did you land I that? I don't remember, coach. I, all I do remember was was telling you. I would. I remember telling one of the members here, Tyson, that like I kind of want to coach you. And he, I remember he made it hella loud. Like, oh, you hear that, Jose? Uh, Antonio wants to be like you when he grows up. And that was kind of like the seed. You know? <laughs> that was the seed. And then I, I told you again a couple weeks later, like, hey, coach, like, uh, you know, what's, what's it take to train here? Like, teach here. And I remember you telling me, like, first reach this and, and do this. And then I started, started talking to you. And I, I, I don't remember if I reached it or not. You did. I did, did I? I did, right? Yeah, I said being a tiller yeah. at least. And, and then I started talking to you again. I just kept on talking to you, talking to you, talking to you, being annoying. And being annoying. Being annoying That's a good one. That's something Another you told one. me. That's something you told me, too. If, if you really want something, you got to be annoying. You got to be annoying. Do you remember the story I told you about that? You, I don't. Oh. I'm sorry, you gotta tell me again. Oh no, you're good. I don't know if you remembered. I told you a story about the when I wanna work on cars. No. We'll bad, forget coach. about it. My bad. No, no, you're good, you're yeah. good. So it's a good point. This is a good point, Antonio. Because I remember how it happened. Yeah. You do you remember when you started when I started coaching you on how to coach? Were you getting paid? I was not. You were not getting paid. Nah. And my mom would always tell me, how much is coach paying you? Like, I'm getting paid with experience, mama. I'm getting experience. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of experience right now. Let me, let me give you a, a free game real quick. Those that want to work here or those that want to do something, free game about how Coach Jose works. Mm. Just so, and, and those that listen to this podcast, you're getting, you're getting <laughs> fucking inf- insight information on Coach. Insider. Insight. So first, I told him, first get to this level. First do this. I do that. One, to see if he's serious. If you can't do that, then you're not serious. So why that I just phased you out. You're not, you're not a serious mm-hmm. applicant. Second, I have you coach and I have you come watch me and learn from me. And when I do that, I have you do that. It was probably what, like a month? It was maybe more even, than a month. Maybe like two, three months. Yeah. 
Also, it wasn't 40 hours a week. I mean, no, yeah, it, it wasn't nothing crazy. It, it wasn't nothing crazy. It was like one or two classes a month. I mean, a week. It, no, it, yeah, the vote come on a week. No, it yeah, was yeah, like was a, a week. week, like one, yeah. two, three classes a week. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, 40 hours a week. It was it was very low key. And I had them come for a few classes a week and I had them watch me. And I did that for this reason. If you can't coach and learn for free and you can't do this for free, then this is not for you. If you're strictly focused on the money and you're doing this because of the money, that's the only reason why you're doing it, this is not for you. Because this is a type of career path that you're here to serve people. You're here to help people. I'm here to bring the best out of you. I'm here to help this person that's sad, depressed. I'm here to help this person lose weight. I'm here to help this person be a better boxer and win fights. All that is me giving. I'm giving to this person, I'm giving to that person, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. Nowhere in there am I taking. And where it comes down to where, hey, I'm here, I'll be there, but you got to pay me. That's not a giving person. Mm. So now I'm seeing that you do not have that trait of being a giver. And if you don't have that trait of giving a being a giver, you're not going to be successful mm. as a trainer and as a coach. So that's me phasing out to see how much of a giver you are. From there, once I see that, okay, he's good at, he went and, and, and he showed that he wanted to be here. Now he's willing to learn and he's, he's been here learning from me and he's doing a good job. Then I'm like, hey, guess what? Now you started getting paid. And then you started getting paid. Now it became a career to you. Yeah. But that evolved from bugging. Exactly. Wanting it. Annoying. But being annoying, that evolved from that. Mm-hmm. Too many people go from asking, oh, he told me to do that first. Oh, I don't want to do that shit. Oh, he told me to, oh, I don't want to mm-hmm. do that shit. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It's too much of, what the fuck? <laughs> you, exactly. you, you're not willing to push that much more for it if that's really what you want? Mm-hmm. No, what you really wanted was a quick check right away. You wanted mm-hmm. to start and be like, oh, I made this much money in my first mm-hmm. week. It's not the business for you. You need yeah. to go go sell, go hack Instagram and hack, go, hack, uh, go uh, yeah, sell crypto or some shit. Because mm. this is a business about giving. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, how did you feel when I made you come watch me? Now you weren't getting paid. I I didn't I didn't honestly at that time I didn't really feel too much about it. I didn't you know I didn't I wasn't upset about it. I I, I like being here. I like like I said even before I started working here before I started teaching I like being here. Um, it was definitely hard though, like you know, being having to talk to people that I had never met before, being loud. I've always been quiet. Uh, I've, I've never had a problem talking to one person, like one on one. But in the group, I, I I struggled in that. Yeah, and you grew from that because remember at the beginning, what was your biggest, the biggest thing I told you that you were lacking as a trainer? I had no daddy was. No daddy, no daddy was. was. I'm like, bro, I gotta feel your presence. When you show up, I gotta know Antonio showed up. Yeah. You show up, and I don't know you showed up. I gotta know. Oh shit. Fucking Antonio's here. Exactly. And you you changed. You grew. Your confidence Thank grew. You you, you, you walked more like you deserve to be here. Chest you belong out. to be here. Yes, Chest out. What changed? I I don't know. It's, it's just something that kind of that comes with it. It's just for one, you learn you just learn how to do it. You got at first you got to you know you're like fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this anyway, so I'm gonna do it right. So I ended up I ended up doing that and just through through doing it a lot through getting the reps in. You get more confident. You're like, you know what? Like, I'm I'm good at this, so there's nothing to be nervous about. Just do what you love to do, and you, if you, you're gonna do it right, that's what I tell myself. I, I like I said, I love doing this. this. To me, this isn't a job. I wake up every morning. I'm like, damn, I got to come here and exactly. and do this. So so I come and I I do it happily. And I when I do it happily and I I teach how I want to teach, I do it right. Yeah. So. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thank you. So now throughout the whole experience, you went the whole 360. What are your goals for the future for you for, as a person, mm-hmm. as a trainer, as a boxer, I, as a son? As a son. Who, 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 who do I want to be in the future? Yeah, who, who's, who's Antonio? Get, get everyone familiar I, with who you I, are. I, which, I which definitely want to, owning a gym is definitely an angle. I want to own my own gym. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely, so a group that I had in mind that I wanted to definitely aim for more was for the underprivileged and, you know, the primarily the minority group. Um, the, the reason behind that is um, another quick story was when I went to Guatemala the first time, uh, I was in, in a ciudad called Coban and it was Christmas time. My auntie would, she, she had the routine that every Christmas she would go to this, um, 
it was honestly it was a dump. It was literally a dump where people were going to take their garbage mm. and take food there. And she said, hop in the car, let's go. And I didn't know what we were doing. We go into the dump, and as soon as we roll up, I see the kids, no shoes, no nothing. They barely a shirt on, some shorts, start running after the car right behind us, hella happy, hella happy. I'm like, damn, like the kids are lost or something. And then we pull up and then people are coming out of the trash. Like literally coming out of the trash, coach. And they start surrounding the car. My tia opens the, the bag and they're like, Mari, Mari, that's her name. They're like, Mari, Mari, como estas, como estas, how are you? Um, what do you bring this time? And she started bringing out bags and started handing these kids all these things, all these candies, all these toys. And and I keep seeing like, coach, you, if you went, you'd be surprised as to how many people live there. It was like at least a hundred people that were just coming out of trash. And so, so we ended up giving them all, everything that we had in the car. Everyone was happy. As we were driving away, there was a little girl that started running towards the car. And we stopped and my Mari, uh, Tia Mari opened the car and she's like, Mija, I, I have nothing for you. Like, you know, I, I don't have anything for you. And, and the look in her face was just like something that stuck with me. Still, to, I, that look still sticks with me. And I told myself when I was coming back that I, I, I want to help those kids. In any way I can, I want to help the underprivileged. Because seeing that little girl walk away, and the, uh, the reason she, hadn't, she wasn't there to get all those things, she was taking care of her younger brother. So it wasn't even that she was going around doing something. She was, you know, she was busy. And just, I, I, I've always wanted to help the underprivileged. I always want to help kids. I love kids for whatever reason. I love teaching kids. The, the, they're, they're so, they're, they're, to me, it's, I love conversating with kids almost more than I love conversating with adults. They're so pure. They're so innocent that it, it, it's, it's sweet. You don't get that anymore now. Mm. So I definitely want a gym that I can help more of the minority group, the underprivileged. And so, so yeah, own a gym. Uh, as far as what I want to be as a boxer, I don't, I don't, I don't have too many goals of becoming a professional boxer. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to know what it's like to go through the ranks. I want to know what it's like to, in, you know, be an amateur boxer, know the emotions. Because I feel like you can't really coach if you don't know the emotions behind it. It's one thing to know how to box. It's another thing to like know the mind behind behind the boxer. That's the hard part. So I definitely want to gain that experience and be able to share that with with other boxers. And it, the only way to do that is becoming a good boxer. So if I yeah. become a good boxer and keep on doing my thing and see where that takes me, I'm gonna keep doing that. But as as as, as soon as I get financially safe and being able to open my own gym, I'm gonna do that. I don't want to stay too long. I I don't, I don't want to get hit in the head too many damn times. I, I like I like hitting. I don't like getting hit too damn much. So. I'm, I'm gonna do that. And as far as what I wanna be the son, I, I, I've always told my mom that as long as I could buy you a one story house with a nice pool, which is her dream, then I'm, I, I succeeded as a son. I, I wanna buy you that house. I, I, I wanna get you that pool. I'm gonna do that for her. My dad, my dad would always tell me, take care of your mom, take care of your brother, don't worry about me. You know, I, I'm, I'm, gonna take care of, I'm gonna take care of your mom and your brother too, but don't worry about me. So, so. Yeah, I, I don't need to take care of my mom. I'm gonna put Dante. I'm gonna help put Dante through, uh, through school. Dante's my younger brother, and my dad. My dad is gonna be solid. Be solid, with me, you know, me and him. So that's dope. Yes, I, like, I really, really like that. Thank you, Coach. I like that a lot. Uh, I like how you explain. I, I could tell your your dad set very good core values at home. Mm. Um, if you hear the episode where I talk about. I think it was hermano when I talk about my kids and how I am with my kids. I say a lot of similarities to what your dad tell you, where he says, take care of your mom, take care of your brothers. And it stuck with you. Mm -hmm. So you still remember it that does. and you're going to live by that. These are core values that us parents have to make sure we instill in our kids when they're little. And believe it or not, they're going to remember these things. Mm -hmm. And those things may not be core values, but little things that parents may say like that are subconsciously say where we compare kids to another or we say something like, oh, you, you, uh, you Dante's always better than you in that. Mm. Da, 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 da. Mm. When you say that to your kid for so long, mm. it sticks with you. It sticks with them mm. when they're older and they always know, oh no, my brother's better than me at mm. that. Da, 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 da. So I like that your, mm. your parents did an amazing job raising you. When you're done with this, you need to tell them thank you. Again. Yeah, I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give my mom a call as soon as I get done with this. No, because yeah. no, for real, they did an amazing job raising you. And then when they came here and I met them, you can mm. tell there's a beautiful family. I, I, mm. I talked to them, and and then the food they brought was fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peruvian, Peruvian cuisine, man. My mom, yeah. she learned how to cook Peruvian food. We get down in the kitchen, coach. It's good. Thank you me. need to deal with some Guatemalan food too. Don't be forgetting about that. No, no, that. no. Of course not. Don't we eat Guatemalan food and plátano, frijol, queso y crema, coach. All right, all right, all right. Check in. So. Now that you shared all that with us, we got familiar with your story, we got familiar with you. I'm gonna start asking you fun questions. All right. Just things to throw out there. Yeah. What's your favorite place to go out to eat out here? My favorite place to go out to eat? Mm -hmm. um, 
as of late, being that I'm 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 on a budget now. I'm, a, I'm on a budget, so I can't be so, I can't be going now. So why are you on a budget? Because I, because I, I honestly I want to go talk to a financial advisor. I told him my very same goals, and he said you got to start saving now. Yeah, you, you do. Know, you do You told me too. You don't want to depend. You don't want to take out loans. You don't want. You don't. You know. You don't want to be having paid someone back. I was about to get on you because I'm like I went to talk to a financial advisor. Motherfucker, I've been bugging you about that. Yeah, you haven't. You I haven't. told this guy and I told Alex. I told what did I tell you guys. Be, be careful with your money. No, I like, said save, save now. Yeah, save now. Save now. Fucking be fucking frugal with your shit now, yeah. so that when you're ready to have your own gym and you're ready yeah. to have all this, fuck alone. You pay for that shit yourself. Exactly. Fuck exactly. that. So I'm glad you're being frugal. Yeah. Not bad. So you're balling on a budget. Where are you going to eat? So there's a the Nugget Marketplace. They sell some good sushi out there because they they sell some good food. And they got some bomb sandwiches. They do. They really do. They got some bomb sandwiches. They're, I never had the sushi though. No, the sushi's pretty good. They, they, the dude makes it there pretty fresh. And I'm I'm a simple guy, so California roll is more than enough. And and honestly, and I never had the sushi, but I know their I know their sandwich is fire. The sandwich is fire. So so the Nugget. I would definitely say the Nugget right now. The Nugget. Yes, sir. Um, if there's Friday night out here, what is Antonio doing? You, I'm a weekend. You're chilling. You're about to. You have the whole weekend to yourself. You about to party it up. What's a party style with Friday Antonio? night? I'm staying Any. mass at home, coach. I'm staying mass at home. Throughout the week, I, I I get so tired as far as like teaching, training, um, being with other people. Like I just need to disconnect. Yeah. Some something that a lot I, I don't tell a lot of people is like I'm not too much of a extrovert. I I love I love being around people. I love being I love teaching. But if it were up to me, I I I like I like disconnecting a lot. You know, yeah. so so the time where people normally go out and like party and like do all these things, I'm either at home chilling in my room to do my own thing, or me me you know me and my girl we go watch a movie or something like. Yeah. We, don't, we don't like too much noise. Yeah, you know, we're, very, we're very uh, low good. key. Yes, There's sir. nothing good that happens at night. No, 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 nothing good happened after twelve. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yes, that's good. So this episode gets aired out on Monday. Okay. What is your Monday ritual? What is something you do on Mondays mm. to get your week started on the right foot? The Monday morning. Uh, I used to wake up just in time to make it to, to training and, and you know get my stuff together and just get started. Now I wake up like 45 minutes earlier. I wake up, I get a little small breakfast, nothing too big, and I, I sit down just where we're you know, whether a chair, whether in front of my car, or in my car, and I just visualize how my morning's gonna go. And I get to the gym early now, and I wrap up, I stretch, I go outside, I meditate, and I, I just shadow box. Shadow boxing is therapeutic for me. That's yeah. another form of meditation. It is. So. I, I, I train and I have a small breakfast and, and yeah, that's, that's how my mornings go. Boom. Yes, sir. Um, anything you want to add to this episode? Um, again, I just want to say thank you for having me, Coach. Honestly, I, 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 don't, I don't tell you this enough, but I really do appreciate everything you've done for me. I, I look oh. up to you, Coach. You've given me an opportunity and I, I promise you I'm, I, I will be the best me I could be just because of this opportunity. I never no. told you. The, the day you gave me the job, the day you told me you're going to be on the payroll, I went home, I cried because I was happy. Honestly, Coach. It, it, it has been a blessing, Coach. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you for saying that. I know you're going to do great things. I know you will get your gym. Thank I know you, you will. And yes, the best, best thing from all that, I know you're going to buy the house for your mom. Yeah. Hey, Coach, I that's, that's that. the angle. That, that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So, hey, I'm going to tell you thank you for trusting me. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to me. And thank you for being coachable. Real thank talk, you. you're very coachable. I tell you one thing, you do it. Like the the whole planning out your day. I told yes, you that. I started doing and you did it. And it helps. It helps. Yeah. So little things like that, that's you being coachable. Uh -huh. And when you're coachable, I think that's one thing a lot of people struggle with. Mm -hmm. People have trust issues. So when I tell you or someone tells them, hey, let's do this and eventually let's work towards this, I think people like have a hard mm -hmm. time trusting people. Like, no, he's trying to get over me or what he's trying to get out of me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So the fact that you trust me, you listen to me, you're, you're ready to just go with the flow and you, thank you. Thank you for that. A, a big reason as to why I trust you very much is that before I always question, like, I wonder why Coach Jose does this. Like, why, why is he so good at me? And I realized that you really do care for me the day that I slept in. I didn't come to my three o'clock class. You called me and you didn't get mad. You just say like, I worried about you. I didn't want to know where you're at. Exactly. Like, you call me like, hey, where you at? Like, all right, man, you scared me. That's when I knew, like, you know, coach is really coach, yeah. looking out for me. Yeah. I tell everybody, like, the work stuff, mm -hmm. that can always be replaced. Yeah. That can always, I can always find another coach yeah. to teach a class. Yeah. But I can never find another Antonio. Yes, sir. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? Yes, and that's real. Thank you, coach. To have somebody like you genuine here, I can't find that. So 
That day you scared the shit out of me. I called your dad. I called you. No, yeah, you called my dad. I don't know you got my dad's number. My dad, my mom, my brother, everyone. I was worried about you. I thought something happened to you. (laughs) So, no, yeah, for sure. So, what are the takeaways from this episode that you guys can get from this? One first takeaway is probably get to know your roots, get to know your family. Mama. What's another takeaway you would say that is a good takeaway from this podcast, from this episode? From from this podcast, if I were to listen to this podcast, I would definitely think that a takeaway that I would have is is if you really want something, you got to pursue it regardless of what other people say, what what how likely it's going to happen. If you if you love it and you really want to do it, you got you got you got to get it done by any means possible. Yep, by any means possible. All right. Uh, If you have not yet liked or shared or subscribed, subscribe now. If you know somebody that can relate to this or can gain from this, share this episode with them. Well, thank you for being on. No, of course. Um, how can people stay in touch with you? You know, how um, can people? I'm, I'm basically only on Instagram right now, 8outRay. Uh, give me a follow. I post uh, just boxing related things. It's my life. You know, so stay, stay, stay tuned, man. A lot of cool. things are coming in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, thank sir. you for listening. Thank you for being on. Yes, and uh, shout out to mom and dad. Shout out to mom and dad. Shout out to mom and dad. Amazing. Yes, and uh, we out. Deuces. Deuces.